Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast, where you will hear transformational stories, positive encouragement, and practical strategies to help you grow your mindset, reach your potential, live your dreams, and experience a purpose-driven, impact-filled life. Here's your host, Alan Blaine. Okay, this is Alan Blaine, and I am fired up to interview our special guest today, my good friend, Ashley Peebles. Ashley Peebles is a military spouse and a loving wife and mother of two incredible teenagers, Charlie and Colin. Along with her husband, Daniel, she cherishes traveling, history, time on the river, and Alabama football. Ashley's life has been full of ups and downs, having built and lost businesses and worked in a variety of jobs. Through her journey, she has discovered her true strengths and weaknesses and learned to appreciate both the good and the bad. Her family mission is to, I love this, maximize life, which means living life to the fullest, even during times of struggle. Ashley is the director of field development for an international health and wellness company doing business in over 50 countries and is responsible for the North American market. She inspires thousands by maintaining a grateful heart and a rooted in truth perspective, finding joy in the trials and challenges she faces. As a lover of life, Ashley believes in doing life together and learning from one another to grow faster and go further. I love that too. She desires to leave every person and situation better than she found it by being kind, grateful, and helpful at every opportunity. Her ultimate belief is that kindness, helpfulness, and gratitude can lead to unimaginable success, and Ashley is living proof of that. Ashley, welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast. Thank you so much. And thank you for making me sound so good. I think everyone should be on your podcast if they want just a little uplifting of their spirit, because that made me sound better than I am. <laughs> well, I only say what's true, Ashley. So uh, thank you for taking time to be on here and share with all of our listeners. I've shared with them a little brief intro of who you are and what you do, but please share a little more of your background and how you came to be where you're at today. Sure. So I grew up in a really small town in Alabama. I went from a really small town to a Christian college into the military. So it was like small, small, small. And then we get out into the big world and we're raising our kids and moving through life. And honestly, like one thing after another, you know, life is going to throw things at you. It wasn't until after high school and after college and joining the military and moving around the world that I really even ever found who I really was, right? Like in high school, I didn't really like who I was. You know, I was always trying to be someone else, I guess. I think that it's hard in junior high and high school. If you don't know who you are, there are people all around you kind of telling you who you are. And then I met my wonderful husband, Daniel, in college, and he liked me for me. So he was my first person to just introduce me to like who I really am and that I am good enough and I am enough. And we have built an incredible life. We have been in the health and wellness field for a really long time. My degree is in sports management, but I'm also a personal trainer and massage therapist by trade, even though I don't do that every day anymore. But being in the health and wellness field, I realized that that was one way that I could truly impact people's lives from a really grassroots perspective, but then overall, like if you can change one mom's life, you can thusly change the life of the entire family, right? Even right. if it's just the health and wellness space, the mom is the nutritional gatekeeper of the home. So I really did find my home there. 
and I love what I get to do every day. I started in the health and wellness, you know, on the distributor side, helping people one by one by one. And I find myself today getting to do what I've always done there, but on a macro level with an international company. And it is a company that I'm super proud to be with. I believe that their mission and their values really align with who I am and what I believe. And the story of me ending up where I am right now is it reads of nothing but God's grace. And him always having provisions and taking care of me and giving me things that I, I definitely don't deserve. So one of the things that I do not deserve is that is how I met you, my wonderful friend, Alan, and your beautiful wife, Nicole. And that's pretty much how I got here. It would not make sense on paper, but walking through it, it's been a beautiful journey. I love it. I love it. What about growing up, Ashley? I mean, did you grow up thinking, hey, I want to be in the health and wellness field. I want to do what I'm doing today. Where did you grow up? How did you grow up? What were you thinking you were going to do as an occupation? Well, honestly, I think I just always wanted to be a mom. I definitely did not wake up one day and think, oh, I want to sell vitamins. You know, I didn't wake up one day and think, oh, I just want to coach people through, right? I'm sort of a small person. And I never dreamed that I would grow up and then coach people on how to lose weight, right? As a matter of fact, I thought because I had never lost a pound that no one would ever listen to me, right? Like I thought that that was a deficit when it came to the health and wellness field. But I grew up in a really small town in Alabama and my grandparents raised me. So I think because I was raised one generation beyond my parents, I was kind of raised as an old soul and grew up a little faster probably than a lot of the people around me, just because of some things that happened in my childhood that kind of forced me to grow up a little bit faster, I think, than most. And when I got to college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I had no idea, but I knew that I just wanted to be able to design my own life and design my own day. I didn't want to be pigeonholed into one career forever. And I knew that I wanted to be happy. I just didn't know what that meant. And so what that has looked like in life is I've had a lot of random jobs, like a lot. I put myself through college working at a wedding center. So I was a wedding coordinator and a florist. You get such real life experience there in weddings, like dealing with brides and everything. And then being a florist, it's something that you don't think you would ever use again, but I really enjoy getting flowers from the farmer's market and putting them on the table and making my house pretty. But all of these random jobs that I've had in my life, every single one of them have totally molded me into the person that I am today. Like no matter how little I got paid or how much money we had, it really has brought me to where I am today. And I think that I use something from every random job that I've ever had, whether it was working at a grocery store or being a lifeguard or a florist. I think I use something from all of those jobs every day in my current job. And what led you from all the various aspects of things that you'd done over the years in the early years to moving into the health and wellness space? So I was working at a gym on base. So we're a military family and I was a personal trainer and massage therapist on base in Florida. And I had someone reach out to me and they thought, hey, that I would be great at like selling these products. And the truth is they were telling me all about the products. They were like, oh, you're going to love them. You're going to love them. You're going to love them. But what I heard was that person was making money selling these products. And even though in the military, you will always have everything you need. And I think that's such a blessing. You know, we had a roof over our head. We had food on our table. But the truth is, we didn't have everything that we wanted. And when we looked forward to retirement, 
I heard a quote one time that said, the most dangerous risk of all is the risk of spending your life not doing what you want on the bet that you can buy yourself the freedom to do it later. And that quote hit me like a punch in the mouth because I realized that's what we were doing. We were not living the life that we wanted to live. Honestly, we didn't have enough money to live the life that we wanted to live. So we knew that we needed extra income coming into our house, but I already had a full-time job. My husband was full-time military. We couldn't get another full-time job. So, you know, when the industry that I ultimately got in found me, which was direct sales, direct sales found me, it was a perfect match because I could work it at night and on the weekends and I could work it during my lunch break. And then bring in extra money to my family. And I realized that if I could bring in a couple hundred extra dollars a month, we could get where we wanted to go faster. It didn't start out, oh, I want to build this business and change our lives drastically. I never dreamed that we would make the money that we have made in this industry. I just really wanted to get where we wanted to go faster and not bet that one day this was just magically going to happen. So Honestly, it was all about the, the income for me. I needed to find a way to bring some extra into the house. And you definitely did that. I mean, I know you're not one to brag on yourself, but would you mind just sharing the little glimpse of kind of the level of success you had over the however many year period of time that you were with that particular company? I think that would be encouraging for a lot of people. I know it was a whole lot more than $200 a month. It was, thankfully. Like, we were so blessed. And it did start out that way, right? Like in our first week, it blew my mind what you could do with products that someone else formulates and someone else ships. And I didn't have to be a genius, right? Like none of those things. I just needed to talk about what had happened to me. And that is exactly what happened. And it blossomed and bloomed into a business that paid us um, really high six figures for a lot of years. But honestly, that very first year, when I went from zero paycheck to making six figures in our first 12 months, that was when my eyes were opened to what the industry of direct sales, like how powerful it could be financially for our family. But even more than that, and I tell these stories, these same two all the time, the real difference and the real reason was I got a text message that said, Ashley, you've changed my life. I'm now the mother I've always wanted to be because I've got the energy to run around with my kids. I'm not laying on the couch all day. And then I got another message right after that that said, Ashley, you've changed my life. My husband now finds me attractive again. Here's the thing. Her husband always found her attractive. I know them very well, but she felt good about herself. And I remember going to my husband and saying, if I can get text messages like this every day the rest of my life, I know that I'm doing what I was supposed to be doing. And if you don't mind me saying one more thing before we get to the next question. Yeah. My belief is that the good Lord packs our backpack with everything that we need to be successful on whatever mission he has for us and whatever journey that we're supposed to take. And before I started building a business in direct sales, I wasn't using everything that was in my backpack. I was using some of it on some days. But when I started building this business and really diving into people's lives and growing so much myself, like every day, so much so that it hurt, I realized for the first time, like I was empty in my backpack every day. I was using every gift that God had given me. And so I'm sure we're going to talk about this next. You know, there came a day when I wasn't doing that anymore. And I realized that that's what this life is all about, is using every single gift, every single talent that the good Lord's blessed us with as many times as we can every day 
And that starts to look like success to a lot of people. I love that. It's such a big, big deal to me. I think of the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. For anyone that's familiar with that, that's listening. I mean, that's what I'm hearing when I hear you say that. It's like really maximizing the gifts, the talents, the abilities. And I love to add to the list opportunities that God has placed in each one of our laps. And they're different for each one of us. And you said, maximize life. I love that. Your quote, maximize life. Your family motto, I think is what you said. We love it. It's a good one. And yeah, I do want to get to what happened with that business, but I do have one question first. And that is when you went to a six figure income in that first year and then way beyond over the years that followed, you shared a couple of stories of people's lives being impacted by the health benefits of the products that you were marketing. But was there anybody else that was making any money and changing their life financially in the process of you doing that? Oh, absolutely. And the thing is about direct sales is there's no way for you to get what you want out of life, income-wise or even significance-wise, without helping other people do the same thing. I think it's the purity of the industry. And it's something that I think people look over a lot because it does get a bad name, right? It gets a bad name because of bad actors in the field, in the industry, but just because people are misinformed and uninformed. But if no one else was making money, then I could not have made the amount of money that we made. And that's what's so rewarding. I wouldn't have felt the same way about the industry that I do today, that I'm blessed to still work in today, if I didn't know that I could lay my head on my pillow every night and my paycheck was a result of getting other people paychecks. And like, if I could put these products in my body and make a difference in my body, I could be my own walk-in billboard and I could show other people that they work. And then I could make that difference in their bodies as well. So anything that I did, I was able to pass on and I believe that we're meant to move through life and blessings that we're given are meant to flow through us. And it sounds maybe big for people that have never been in the industry, or maybe they don't have a faith basis, but I found so many similarities with what I was able to do every day with my faith journey. And that is a comforting place for me to be because I've done lots of jobs, right? And to find a place where I can read a scripture and be like, oh my goodness, I get to do a version of that every day. It was a beautiful place to be. And I think it's a reason that a lot of people find their homes here. I love it. What an awesome success story. And Nicole and I can validate that experience that you had. Stories obviously are different, but very similar as well. And we've seen many, many people be blessed tremendously by this opportunity. So how did you move from that opportunity, making a very high six-figure income, passive income, something that most people would just love to have to transitioning out of that and away from that and to where you are today? Well, it was one of the harder things that have happened to me in my life. And, you know, when I was thinking about coming on the podcast and knowing the premise of it, right? Like knowing exactly what everyone talks about. I started thinking about all of the things that we've gone through in our life, like whether it was a lot of hard stuff when I was a kid or we lost everything in Hurricane Katrina. My son was born, like he was a preemie. So we had the whole NICU experience that a lot of people go through, which is super difficult. Then we're a military family, blessed to be a military family. So thankful for that part of our life. But there's not a military family on the planet that will tell you it's easy. And then, you know, all of the times that my husband was gone and I was the only parent at home and, you know, I'd get two kids that were sick and side by side hospital beds. And you were on another continent separated by an ocean from everyone that you know and love. Like 
it's difficult, but losing our business was, I mean, it's still top three on some days. It's number one hardest thing I've ever gone through. And I guess, you know, when you look at it like that, I never saw any of those things coming. I never saw having a preemie. I never saw losing every single material possession that we owned in a hurricane. I never saw any of those things happening, but our business was one that I definitely did not see coming because we had thrown so much of ourselves into that business. We worked it every single day. One of the other bonuses to having a business like that is Daniel and I, my husband, Daniel, and I got to do it together. And so we sank all of our time and energy and passion into that. We definitely never saw it going away. But the truth is, you never know what life is going to throw you. And curveballs happen all the time. And the company that we were with, which I don't have anything bad to say about, because without those years in that company, I would not be the person that I am today. So I would take none of it back. However, one day we were called on a really quick Zoom call and the structure of the company changed. And when the structure of the company changed, we lost our entire team. So what that meant is, you know, my mom's on my team, my mother-in-law, every best friend I've ever had is somewhere on our team. All of those rolled directly up to the corporate level. So what that meant is we lost all of our income on that Zoom call. And my husband was deployed at the time that I was called on this Zoom call. And all of my friends all lost everything all at once. We were all on the same call because we were all the leaders of the company. And I called Daniel, he saw my face and he knew what it was. And just a side note for like faith-based things, he had been doing an in-depth study of armoring his mind and he didn't know why God had kind of placed that on his heart. He was taking cold showers. He was doing all of these things because stress affects my husband in a very different way than it affects me. We are totally different in all of those capacities, right? And he had done this study because he had watched how I handle stress all of these years. And he was like, I can do better. So he's doing this armoring his mind study. I called him. I told him what happened. And he said, we have a responsibility to everyone on our team. We cannot call them and tell them this has happened. So we've got to make a plan and we've got to call them with a plan because that's what leaders do. So we made a plan and I'll never forget. He said, the ones who swallow it, the fastest win. And I said, okay. So we are really good in a crisis. It's probably from being a military family, I'll be honest. So really good in a crisis. We swallowed it from two different continents and two different, very separated time zones. And one of us in a war zone. So we swallowed it really quick and we swiftly moved to another company that was wonderful. The problem was it just wasn't our perfect fit. Thankfully, it was the perfect fit for a lot of other people. You know, people were scattered to the wind. And in that moment, I call it the Thanos snap because we were all together one minute. We're called on a Zoom call. Thanos snaps his fingers and our company is distributed to the wind. And everyone's looking for their anchor. Everyone's looking for their foundation. They're looking for the place that they can call home next. And in those crisis situations, crazy things happen. I mean, hurting people hurt people. It was very nasty from a lot of different aspects. And I'm very thankful that I was able to come out of that pretty much unscathed, but it ended up not being the company or the direction that we wanted to go. And I went in a completely different direction after that and ended up in the financial services field. And you were in the financial services field how many years? 
you know, for the next two or three years. And it was wonderful. What I learned there is that we're all in the relationship business. Like no matter what it is that you do for a living, you're in the relationship business. You know, my husband always says that in order to have success, you need opportunities. And in order to have opportunities, you need people. And in order to have people, you've got to build relationships. Like that is the train. And if you're good at building relationships, ultimately you are going to have people in your life. You're, you're going to have relationships and then you're going to have opportunities to yield success. And that's what I realized when I was in the financial services field is it's all the same thing. We're all in some way in this relationship business, but I was laying my head on my pillow at night. And though I had found success, I was really good at what I was doing. I hope that that resonates with someone that's listening because you can be really good at something and it not be your fit. You could be really good at something and it not fulfill you. You make a lot of money at something and it not be your mission. And I went back to that backpack thing that I mentioned earlier, and I was not using everything in my backpack. But you were making great money, right, Ashley? Yes. And that was what was so weird. Like I was successful and I was making great money. So why was I unfulfilled when I laid my head on the pillow at night? Like I thought I had everything that I had lost. And then I realized that like the fundamental thing that I was missing was all the things that were still in my backpack that I wasn't using every day, the relationships that direct sales had brought me, the fact that I can talk with a single mom who does not have the money to pay her bills the next month and she needs extra energy and she needs to be healthier. I can talk to her and provide her a solution for health and finances. I could provide her an opportunity to change her life. And I just missed it. And so my husband said, I don't care what you do. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what your job is. But I need you to get your sparkle back. And I probably smarted off to him and said, I'm plenty sparkly. But he was exactly right. And that's what led me back to the direct sales industry. But this time, I just had a calling on my heart for some reason that I felt like I was supposed to be on the corporate side. And I couldn't make any sense of it. I'd never been on the corporate side before. So when I reached out to a friend that was with the company that I'm with now, I was like, tell me if I'm crazy. But I feel like I could do good from the corporate side. I feel like I could take every failure I've ever had and help people not make that mistake. I feel like I could take every success that we've ever had and give people shortcuts. Like, am I crazy? And I hope that I'm not crazy. I feel like I'm effective in the job that I do now. But forget like results. When I lay my head on my pillow at night, I'm fulfilled. Every day, no matter what is thrown at me, there's a moment in every day that I have the opportunity to make someone's day better. Every single day, a challenge is presented to me and I have the opportunity to take that in a good way or to take that in a bad way. And I feel like I'm using everything in my backpack again. And that's something that I love, like you being able to say, I can wake up every morning being excited about what I'm doing. And I know there's people listening to this episode that can say the same, but I also know those statistics show majority of people can't. And it's really, really sad. So to be able to find that place where we're passionate and we're doing purposeful work, meaningful work, work that we feel really matters, there's nothing greater. If the money can be great on top of that, even better. But Absolutely. there's plenty of people making a whole bunch of money that are unfulfilled. 
and have hurting relationships and health and, and a lot of other things that really matter much more. So I love what you're about. I love what you're doing. I'm glad that we've become friends and you're certainly having a lot of success. I know in this past year with the new company that you're with, what would you say if I asked you has been one of the keys to your success in life in general, in business, in life, any direction you want to take that? What would you say is one of the keys to your success? I actually had to ask my husband this question. Too. I knew that you were going to ask me. And this is kind of what it boiled down to, because I was like, what do you think? And he said, you have an innate ability to just always expect great things. That was the sentence that he gave me. And I kind of took that and went in the direction of he's right about that. Like I have positive expectations and I know that that is not just something that everyone has. And I know that it's a gift. I know that that's something that I was blessed with, but I have a perspective that I guess has been yielded to me through all of the failures that I've had before in many different forms and all the trials and tribulations that are before that I have an ability to have a perspective that is positive on anything that's thrown at me. Like in the worst positions, I really do always look for the positive. I know that I'm going to learn something from it. I know that there's a reason that it's been put in my path. So I think that expecting great things has yielded a lot of success. I believe that micro actions matter. And if I'm expecting great things and I'm speaking great things into existence, my micro actions are also going to be positive and it's going to yield things. And then I think the other side of it is, and this is something that I think you and I have talked about before, but the willingness to take a shot. I have never been afraid to just take a shot. Like, I don't mind if I miss, I'm going to miss. But I believe that there are a lot of people that walk through life afraid that they're going to miss, so they never take their shot. That is something that ran through my mind before I reached out about this current position that I have right now. Before I reached out, I thought, I've never been on the corporate side. What qualifications like do you have? This is ridiculous, right? Like all of the negative self-talk, all of the fear, all of the doubt that there's no way to get rid of fear and doubt. It is going to be thrown into your life. But the willingness to just take a shot, you're going to hit so many more shots than you think. And I don't even care if my batting average is low, right? Like, I don't care. I just want to take shots. And then I want to move through life with a grateful spirit, expecting positive things to happen. And I don't know if those are tactical things that you wanted me to say, but I believe that my success is wrapped up in just taking shots and expecting great things to happen speaking it into existence at times. I love it, Ashley. That's gold for all of our listeners. I mean, expecting great things, the power of positive mindset. It's a game changer. I mean, there's not a lot of successful people that can really crush life in any area without that. And you're a great example of it. And then I love that too, what you said, not afraid to take a shot. Every time I think about that, I think a Wayne Gretzky quote that says, you miss hundred percent of the shots you never take. And I think about that often. Yes. I don't apply it to my life regularly. And I also think about Babe Ruth. You know, everybody wants to talk about when they think of him as the home run record or whatever, but he also had the strikeout record, but nobody needs to talk about that because he just kept taking another swing and he kept getting back in the batter's box. And that's what I'm hearing you say. And I think you're absolutely right. A big reason, along with a lot of other things that you've developed over the years that are very effective. So I love you sharing that. What would you say would be one of the biggest challenges you face to date? I mean, so many people think that successful people like you and others just had it easy. I mean, it's, it's kind of human nature. I think a lot of people 
might think that. You've already mentioned the preterm birth, you know, the loss of a multiple high six figure income. Is it hard for you to pick one as the biggest challenge? Maybe that's a better question. No, that's a, actually a really great question. And I'm so glad that you asked that because where my brain goes is successful people have all had hard path. Right. It is definitely difficult to pick like the one thing because I don't look at my story as a rags to riches story, although there were rags, there were riches. I did not grow up with anything. So, I mean, there were rags and there were riches, but it's just my story and it's just my journey. And I believe that we all have been dealt cards, but it's up to us how we play the hand. You know, we've all been dealt cards. You can't keep an event from happening, right? So an event is going to happen to you, but you can control our reaction And then our reaction is what thusly determines the outcome. So like the whole E plus R equals O, I can't control the events, but I can control my reaction. I was thinking through that earlier when I was talking about the grateful spirit and all of those things, like I can control my reaction. And I think my reaction has yielded better outcomes than if I'd gone in a different direction. And if we can just acknowledge that adversity exists, If we can just acknowledge that it exists and that we get to choose our hard, life becomes so much more predictable, right? Like life's hard succeed anyway, like adversity exists. So like, why are we trying to avoid adversity? Like move through it. Like, I think it's Aikido where you talk about using like your opponent's strength and your favor to win. There's another concept, like I think a Japanese concept called she, where the winds are coming at you and you use that in your favor and turn it into a positive outcome. I think there's so much truth in that. So I don't have one thing, but it's all your journey and it's all in how you look at it and your perspective. And sometimes I feel like if we zone in on one thing that happened to us, and we say, that is what happened to me, then we totally lose all of the responsibility that we bear and how we reacted to that one thing that happened to us. Yeah, that's a good word. I love that. Would you say that when you look back on all these different challenges that they've benefited you? I think I've already heard you say that, but if so, how? I think it made me who I am today. I think that without all of the things that I learned along the way, I couldn't be the mother, the wife, the Christian, the person, even the employee that I am today. I think that I learned how to control fear and doubt as much as I can, right? Like I learned that, like, I know now that like we're the air traffic controllers of our brain and we get to choose every day, whether we put on, you know, sunglasses, let's use that. Like I get to choose whether I put on dark negative sunglasses to look at the world or problems. Or I get to choose whether I put on the really great sunglasses that make everything brighter around us. If I'm the air traffic controller of my brain, like I get to choose whether that plane lands, right? Like so often people will say a compliment to you and we don't let that plane land. Like we're just like, oh, no, 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 no. I do it all the time. But like occasionally you've got to let those things land in order to battle the fear, to battle the doubt without the struggles and without the trials. I don't think I have any way to battle any of those things. And I don't think I could help anybody else go through it. You and I can help people get through some poop because we've stepped through the poop and cleaned off our boots afterwards. (laughs) Absolutely. I agree with that. So are you saying that you're glad you went through the challenges or would you not say that? Absolutely. And I won't dive deep into this, but my husband and I host marriage retreats. 
And uh, the reason that we host marriage retreats is because we went through the poop that I just talked about. And we went through a horrible time that it would have been so easy to give up. And I was so hurt. That's probably the most hurt that I've ever been. And I think the people that you're closest to, especially your spouse, they're the ones that can hurt you the most, right? Absolutely. But I wouldn't change it for the world because we got to the other side. We're blissfully happy. Like, do I like him every day? No. Does he like me every day? No. But we have been able to affect marriages all around us for a decade because we went through bad times. And then when we got to the other side, we weren't afraid to talk about it. I found myself in our kitchen floor early in our marriage crying. And I looked up at him and said, no one ever gets through this. And he said, very wise man. He said, yes, they do. But when they get to the other side, they don't ever talk about it. It was in that moment that I realized, and I told him, I was like, if we get through this, no one will ever feel as alone as I do right now. So, I mean, if we don't go through the poop, how can we help other people get through it? And if we had not gone through that terrible time in the marriage, the most hurt I've ever been in my life, I couldn't have helped so many other people get through the hurt or prevent the hurt. So I wouldn't change anything. They can take my business over and over again. I'm a much better person today than before that. I love my job, you know, so I wouldn't change a thing. Well said, Ashley. I love that. If you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice, before you hit all the hard stuff, what would you tell your younger self, knowing what you know now? Two things. One, I think I would tell myself that your positivity is a gift that not everyone has. I just thought we were all built the same way, right? So it took a long time to realize that that was a gift that I could use. And I didn't know that. I thought everybody felt the same way. I didn't understand why people were so upset about stuff and so negative. I did not understand that. And then two, always keep moving forward, which sounds cliche. So give me just a second to explain. All right. When we lost our business, it would have been very easy to cover myself in a blanket, turn my boom box on to really sad music and just dwell in it. But because we just kept moving, that centrifugal force, if you will, like that momentum didn't stop altogether. And it doesn't have to be huge strides. Some days you just move an inch, but like, don't stop when things get hard because it's so much harder to get started again. And I look back at a lot of the great things that's happened in my life and they happened right after something terrible happened. And it wouldn't have happened if I'd stayed where I was, even if I was moving an inch a day, I was at a different spot to be able to receive that blessing. And if you keep going, like think about it being a train or, or like riding a bike, if you keep going and you keep moving forward, it's so much easier just to turn down another path, to take a new opportunity. And that is what's happened so many times is I just kept riding my bike really slowly, wobbly at times, but I kept going and then I found a new path. And it was so much easier to pivot off and to do different things because I wasn't stuck back where that thing happened. I really do think that I wish I'd learned that earlier in life. So good. What about if you were talking to somebody in the midst of their trial right now, their challenge, one of those hard things in life, what advice would you give them? Or maybe even said another way, what's the key to getting through those hard times? I think it's keeping a forward momentum. And think about it this way. If you're in a room full of fog and you wave your hand, it doesn't clear all the fog, but it does clear it just enough. You know, just enough that you've got a little bit more space, a little bit more space. 
So I think just keep the movement going. Keep waving your hands. Go in any direction. You're going to find a wall. You're going to find a light switch. Like you're going to find a door. You're going to find a window. It's just moving forward and then having grace with yourself on the speed portion of it, right? Like I'm not saying bury the hurt. I'm just saying you can grieve while standing. You can grieve while taking a step. It's not going to be a beautiful step always. It's not going to be a big step, but you've got to grieve. You have to grieve when bad things happen. You've got to go through it. Otherwise, it's going to slam you down later. And I learned that in a hard way. You've got to process those emotions, but you can process them standing firmly on your feet instead of giving up the power, sitting in it and losing whatever blessings are coming your way, you know, two feet in front of you. Great advice. Do you have a favorite success quote you'd be willing to share with any entrepreneurs out there? I do. This is my favorite. I don't know who said it. If you give me truth without grace, I can't hear you. And if you give me grace without truth, it won't change me. And the reason that's my favorite is I am positive. I also pride myself on being kind. So when we were first building our business, I didn't want to tell people the truth because I thought it would be mean. And when I heard that quote, I realized that if you're filled with grace and you give them grace and truth, they can hear you and it can change them. And all I was giving was grace. So it wasn't allowing anyone to change at all. I love it. Say it one more time for me, if you don't mind. Sure. If you give me truth without grace, I can't hear you. If you give me grace without truth, it won't change me. That's for all the people out there that feel like they can't give constructive criticism. (laughs) I love it. So we need to give both is the moral of that story. Absolutely. Good deal. I love it. I love it. What's one habit, maybe a daily habit, but some sort of a habit that has helped you become successful? I make my bed every morning. I start my day off and I've accomplished something, you know, five seconds out of bed. If I do nothing else in the day, I've accomplished something as soon as my feet hit the floor and it makes a huge difference. Good stuff. Love it. What is uh, one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Early on in our marriage, when we were first having kids, someone told me not to make our kids our whole world, but to make our kids a part of our world. Because one, they're going to leave you one day and you don't want your world walking out the door. But also, if you make your children believe that they are the center of the world, they're not. And the world will teach them that they're not. And it's a harder lesson if they learn it from the world than if they learn it from you. And what that's allowed for us in our house, we've got really awesome, independent children. They love us and they value us, but they've also watched our marriage be very good, right? Like they've watched the benefits of us putting each other first and maintaining a really great marriage. So that was it. So good. I love it. That's great advice that uh, I think a lot of people need to hear that have a family and children. What would you say is one book that you might recommend to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway audience? My favorite author of all time is Andy Andrews. So anything by him, but The Traveler's Gift is my favorite book of all time, minus the Bible. Like that one doesn't count. I would recommend the Bible. But The Traveler's Gift, there are seven principles in that book that will change your life if you allow it. Good stuff. So Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. Yeah. Um, What would you say as we start to wind this up, last couple of questions here for you, is your definition of success, Ashley? I thought about this a lot too, because I knew that you were going to ask this because you asked people this obedience. 
And I think the reason that I say obedience is my definition of success is because if I am doing what I'm called to do and what's been placed on my heart to do, if I am doing that with my all, I will have success. Like I will yield success in whatever form the good Lord deems worthy. But if something's been placed on my heart to do, I don't believe in doing it halfway. I believe in giving it my all, you know, taking the shot. And a lot of times in life, I know that I've missed out on success because I wasn't being obedient to what was on my heart. So I think it's obedience. You're the first person that's shared it that way. And I couldn't agree more. I love that definition. So what would you say when you think about the future, Ashley, that maybe something you're working on or just maybe something you're not working on, just some, anything about the future that excites you when you think about tomorrow and the day after and every week after that? So you should know that the running joke in our house is I literally wake up with a smile on my face. So I love life and I love people. And I know that you hear a lot on like social media and everything where people are like, oh, people are the worst. And I mean, there are people that are tasking, right? right. But I love people and I love life and I think it's fun. But the thing I think I'm most excited about, I'll take it back to my job. Our company is growing by leaps and bounds. So we're in over 50 markets, right? But our biggest market is in Africa. There is no reason that we cannot be the biggest force for good and health and wellness and income solutions. There's no reason that what we've put together, where I am now, cannot be the greatest force for good in North America. And I see it happening. Like I see the pieces falling into place. And I'm very excited because I think that the good Lord has put together the right people in the right places all over our company to where we're really about to be a household name. We are really about to take our rightful place. And that's exciting because I feel a part of that. I feel like I've had a hand in helping make that happen. And that is very gratifying after everything we've talked about on this podcast. I love it, Ashley. I'm excited with you in that and excited to have Nicole and I's team retreat here and just days away. So really, really excited to be partners with you in that. What is the best way for our listeners to either contact you or just follow along on your journey, connect with you? I don't know why anyone would want to follow along on my journey. That is so sweet for you to say. I'm best on Facebook. We'll put it that way. I strive to be as good as Alan on Instagram. I'm going to do better. I probably haven't updated my LinkedIn in ages. So you guys will see like what is important to somebody when you dive into their social media channels. But I'm going to do better. But I will say this, like if anything that I've said today, if you just feel like you want to chat about it more or like you need someone in your corner, you can find me at Ashley P at neolife.com. Like I would love to be what someone needs at a bad part in their life, right? And then I spend the majority of my time with our Neolife family. So feel free to join the Neolife family and you'll get more of me than you know what to do with. Like actually too much of me. So definitely find Alan for that and uh, we'll be best buddies. <laughs> Sounds great. And Ashley, I'm going to give you the last word, any closing comment that you might have for our listeners on the way out. I think the only thing that I haven't shared that I would love to is we have three tenants, like three rules for our family, like our mission and our mantra is maximize life. But we have three things that we've raised our kids with that we say all the time. And it's just be kind, be grateful and be helpful. And I think when life gets hard, if you can still find a way to be kind, 
and you can still find a way to be helpful to those around you and you can still find a way to be grateful for whatever there is always something to be grateful for if you can find a way for kindness and helpfulness and gratefulness to rise to the surface you'll find success like when life's hard you will succeed anyway if you can keep those three things at the top. And my family is living proof of those things. So thank you so much, Alan, for having me today. I appreciate you more than you know. And your podcast is a blessing to so many people. So thank you. Well, Ashley, thank you so much. I really appreciate you making time out of your busy day to come on here and share a little bit of your story with us and the ton of wisdom that you have already shared. So thank you so much. Hey, hey, thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a ton of value from this episode. And as a token of appreciation for enjoying the show, if you don't mind leaving a five-star rating as well as a genuine review, whether it's just a sentence or a paragraph, that's up to you. I would like to show my gratitude to you by sending you a free sample of our all-organic 22-amino acid meal replacement protein shake. We'll even cover the shipping cost. I drink this every day and love it. For the blood sugar control, fat burning, natural energy, and strength building it's provided me over the past 22 years now. And I'm confident that you will love it too. When leaving a review, simply take a screenshot of your review and send it over to me on my Instagram account, at Alan B. Blaine, found in the show notes below. And be sure to include your mailing address so that we can get this shipped out to you right away. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>